everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. I'm glad you're here. It's the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for seven years now. Uh, this week, we did not do a call-in show. It was Father's Day. We'll probably talk a little bit about what we did here. But uh, Brian talked to his daughter, Gwen, about what's going on in her life, what she's into. I know a lot of you enjoy that. Uh, so if this is your first time you've heard this, or uh, that this is the first time you're checking out the show, uh, go into the go back and check out that Gwen one. It's uh, always a treat to have her on, and I always make sure to give her some cash money for so she can buy some frivolous things when she does stuff like that. She's she's on her way now. So Brett's having her babysit tomorrow. She gets forty dollars from me for her allowance, and she'll probably get some money for this. She is seriously maybe going to get those goddamn Gucci slides, which I'm like, no, don't fucking buy $160 flip-flops with your first big amount of money. That sounds like a wonderful purchase. Imagine (laughs) just walking around your house taking Instagram photos of yourself and those things everywhere. Like, I'm just hanging out, you know, in my expensive flip-flops. Yeah, she was she was like, I want, so not too long ago, she was like, Dad, I want some Gucci slides. And I was like, okay, let's go get them. Because I figured slides meant they were flip-flops meant. Right, the cheap ones. Looking at 60 bucks here. Sure. You know, because they're Gucci. I knew they weren't going to be 20. I'm not an idiot. And then when they tacked on that 100 after the 60, I was like, you're never getting those. No, they do it to scare you away. Yeah, you're going to get those when you're you're 18 right right that's your own money <laughs> yeah that's an own money thing i just had to tell her this week that we're going uh we're, go- we're gonna go we got a lot of family stuff coming up we're going there's com fest this weekend in ohio in columbus which is a big festival it's a big community festival it's really fun a lot of political people you'll probably hear brett, brett i think brett and i are going to record there probably. yeah i went to uh and then I, uh but friday we're going to see willie nelson in cincinnati and sturgill simpson down in Cincinnati, which is a two-hour drive for us. And uh, so I, I I tell the kid, like, dude, I know you're about to get a bunch of money. I'm not I'm, – I'm feeding you, and that's it this year. Because every year we go to ComFest, and she convinces herself that she needs something, needs something from one of the artisans there, right? Like, so last year it was a purse that was – like, look, I, I want to pay people for their art. I ask people to pay me for my art. So when somebody makes tie-dyed purses and they want to charge 70 bucks for it, I can't pay that. You know what? I, they were like just, they were like a cloth and they just, it was a front thing. She was like, I'd like to get that. And I was like, I ain't getting that for you. That's 70 bucks. And she was like, well, I'll use it as a backpack for school this year. No, that's, she was like, when, when she finally got it, she got it home. I was like, you're going to use that as a backpack. She's like, I can't take that thing to school. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I tried to convince my uh, mom to let me get a hockey jersey instead of a coat. Because they were so <laughs> expensive. They were so expensive. And I was like, I just really want this Patrick Wah jersey. And in in I would I'll wear it outside like when it's cold outside like it's for me ma- I was like mom it's made for like hockey so it's warm <laughs> no it's not it's made for hockey so it's breeze yeah <laughs> my dad loved hockey he played it growing up so when hockey's jerseys were in style I was able to talk him into buying me one because I'm like well I'm very interested in hockey now can you give yeah. me an Anaheim Mighty Ducks jersey and he was like of course Brian. 
Let's get you one. I wore a Mighty Ducks jersey for a whole year of my wow. childhood. That was fucking sweet, dude. Yeah, I agree. It was when they first came out and it had that duck with the, the big hockey angry mask face. on the front. Looking all mad. It was cool, though. Uh, I'm actually... Uh, Somebody in the chat said they spent 160 on shoes recently, but they were Red Wings. I mean, my Red Wings were two, almost 250, so I understand that. They're 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 flip flops, like the Adidas shoes, like the Adidas ones that you just slide on their feet, and they just say Gucci on it. Right. It's not impressive to me. I would. Him. I'm gonna buy it. My shoes are wearing through. Update for the Street Fight listeners. You buy them fake ass athletic shoes <laughs> at Coles, man. Got a hole in my shoe, and fake, I know fake leisure. I know I threw up a big amount of anger at you people for saying my shoes weren't good enough, and I defended my shoes. I'm done defending my shoes. I'm gonna buy the Stefan BC shoes. I'm gonna go with. Can I go with you to go try them on and shit? Sure. I'm nervous though about them because they're 150 bucks. Oof. Yeah. yeah, that's. I only buy stuff on discount. The thing is, I have expensive taste, but I get it for cheap. Yeah, you're good at getting stuff. You're good at like you're really good at getting things for like prices. Well, you just got me a, a PlayStation from the bank from not from the bank from the Patreon. Yeah, and I was like, uh, how, and and you got that for a deal, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Slick deals. Brett, Brett, actually, the thing he taught me when in the past like couple years that I never did was always look for promo codes. So if I'm buying something online, I'm Googling a fucking promo code every, uh, I want to say this to Jeff, uh, Jeffrey from, uh, eminent prof on Twitter. He said, I hate it when I get owned about my shoes. I'm a teacher and my kids always own me about my shoes. Red wings are not going to stop them from owning you about your shoes. You got to go buy some nice. Oh, that's a noble cause, dude. I mean, it's <laughs> no, like... I'm saying, but he was saying, I got to get red wings and I'm like, they're, they'll own you for red. Wings. No, that's still. what I mean. No, you get to, that's great. You get to put, um, a smile in a kid's, uh, mouth. You get to, you get to, uh, you know, bring them joy of crack cracking on the teacher. Right. Yeah. And, and Brockton, Brett is not a Marshalls master. He gets the real shit. He I'm also... His I, motherfucking... He doesn't go to Marshalls. He doesn't go to... Uh, what's the other place? I'm a Maxinista. You go to TJ Maxx? Hell yeah. I didn't know Brett went to TJ Maxx, but you know. Wherever uh, there's clearance stuff, I go. If yeah. I, yeah. I didn't discover closeout stores until I was in my 20s, because... Or no, maybe I was a little older, because somebody was like, Hey, Schottenstein's got Carl Kanai clothes. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck? What? way cheaper and then but it was right after carl canai wasn't that popular now i would totally wear a carl canai t-shirt in a second if they still sell them but yeah uh so yeah that's promo codes though everybody if you're yeah. if you're like me and you're an idiot and you've just spent three hundred dollars on shoes in 2018 on like seven pairs <laughs> disposable of shoes, shoes. <laughs> they're not disposable like adidas come on man yeah. you know nike come on for real like make shoes that last. What the fuck? Why don't they last? Because you're they're the two kinds of shoes. Yeah, but I mean, they make the booty ones to sell at Kohl's, dude. They, I don't buy them. I didn't buy these at Kohl's. Oh, I thought you I went did. to the real store, Dick Sporting Goods. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> or penises. Sporting <laughs> yeah, Goods. Sorry, I forgot Sorry, the name. I didn't mean to be. They changed gross. owners recently. <laughs> Penises sporting dude when my wife was like let's go to dicks both me and the kid laughed i'm like yeah i love having a teen yeah. it's so much better than having a little kid can't wait to get inside that dicks <laughs> gotta really pull up to that dicks and get in there get get in there 
Uh, so yeah, promo codes, folks. Maybe I even there's on the- a, also there's actually an extension that's called Honey. You can add it to your browser, and it will automatically check for check it. Okay. And there's another one called WikiBuy that will compare prices. So WikiBuy. Okay. So yeah, just listen to him. He <laughs> is a genius when I it hate comes spending to this money. stuff. He does, but he loves getting stuff, right? I do. I love getting stuff, but it has to be cheap. That's the whole premise that- of my Kickstarter pitch for the tour. Was like, we want to go on a tour and we want to bring our families, but guess what? We can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to ask. We're not really. I mean, you, you know, you'll see the whole launch. The Kickstarter is going to kick ass. But yeah, it was like the whole pitch is like, Brett and I like to do things we can't afford. <laughs> yeah, we spent some money <laughs> yeah. to do some cool stuff. Yeah. So but there's not, mu- not much left. Let's news it up, man. I got All some right. strange news stories. I have a, a New York story that really bummed me out. And uh, I wanted to start the show with that. Um, this is from Brooklyner.com, B-K-L-Y-N-E-R.com. Okay. Uh, my buddy Charles from Mike Dicta, uh, you garlet, U-G-A-R-L-E-S on Twitter. I did a third show with him recently, and he posted a uh, he posted a picture of a business that was a fried chicken place in Queens, New York, and it was called <laughs> the New Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> The new Kentucky Fried no. Chicken. Well, that's what it's called now. Right. Because a Kentucky Fried Chicken moved into the neighborhood, sued them, and they had to change it to the right. new Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> so I read this story. What's in a name? Apparently for a neighborhood bodega fighting against an incoming corporate giant, a name means a lot. After a protracted legal, legal trademark battle, Coney Island Avenue's longstanding 11-7 food, Bever- food Mart at Beverly Road quietly changed their sign earlier this week. A store employee, employee told Brooklyner that the change was a direct result of a trademark infringement lawsuit by, filed by the Caddy Corners 7-Eleven. Who, who's confusing 11 and 7 and 7-Eleven? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 this... I mean, you should be able to compete. If somebody is, if you could do Kentucky Fried Chicken the best, no one should be able to roll up on the block and say they do it and beat your ass, right? I fucking thought that competition right. was all a part of capitalism. Exactly. If 7 Eleven is a good name to name your place to sell tornadoes, then let this bodega name his place 11 7. He 11, does, makes they sense. deserve it, you know? 7 Eleven's lawyer filed the suit with the U.S. District Court in Brooklyn last year, claiming that the bodega owners deliberately tried to deceive consumers by ripping off corporate branding. Now, you can't prove that. You just can't. It's called Eleven Seven. It's not even called Seven Eleven. Yeah, nothing close. I'm really, numbers mean different things <laughs> to different people. Yeah, right, and Eleven is different. Like Seven Eleven could mean eighteen. Like it could seven minus eleven. Who fucking knows? Eleven and seven could mean any. It could mean what anything. If you, what if yeah? What if you're that real late night shit? No, like we're open to from eleven. PM to 7 AM. What if your son is 11 and you have another one that's seven. Right. And you're like, I just, I'd like to name my kid after I'd like to name this bodega after the ages of my sons. And I like my 11 year old more than my seven year old. So I got to put them that way. There could be a hundred ways that 11 and seven came up with their name. I don't even know how seven 11 thinks that, Oh, they're copying off of us. Obviously. 
you know. Doesn't even roll off the tongue the same way. <laughs> no. But 11-7's manager, Amja Beg, denied the claims when we spoke to him last year, arguing that they predated the chain by at least two decades. And the name similarly was similarity was purely coincidental. The 7-Eleven opened on the block in 2013. These fucking people roll into the neighborhood, make this guy change the name of his old ass place. Right. That was open. Look. I don't know if it was open before 7-Eleven. Not before 7-Eleven existed <laughs> he, as a company. <laughs> that's what he's saying. Uh, no, no way. That, But listen, we don't know. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> but I 11- spent time in Dallas, Texas, where it's from. <laughs> well, here, let's read that again. He denied the claims when we spoke to him last year, arguing that they predated the chain by at least two decades. Okay, so maybe the chain existed, but the chain wasn't there. Right. So they were there first. They were there first. I think 7-Eleven should have to change their fucking name. To, yeah. Like, I think they should make that 7-Eleven change its name and keep the 11-7 there. Well, that's what the people in the neighborhood know. I think it's, I think it's conf- really... Now 7-Eleven is confusing things by moving into the neighborhood. It's like a rallies and checkers situation. Like, just you need to have different brands. Yeah. Yeah, let 7-Eleven call itself 11 <laughs> Maybe if 7-Eleven wanted to come in and call its place 11-7 to fuck with yes. 11-7, I yeah, wouldn't fight care. fire with fire. You're going to court and you're using your high-powered fucking attorneys and yeah. stuff like that. That's not, that's not my America. Roll up with some smooth branding that says 11 and 7 and run them out of business right do i mean do this the right way don't do this little half-ass shit it's just this is fight it out on listen, the court this is why we hate capitalism it, and you know for like a million re- there's a million reasons to hate capitalism but it's really one of the main things is like all of the fucking lies and this is one of the lies of capitalism is that like it's a competitive market. But then these things like intellectual property and these big companies like own all of this trademarking. I don't care if somebody makes a street fight radio or a fight street radio or a <laughs> right. radio fight street. Go the fuck ahead. You know, they might sure. take a few listeners, but you, you can't beat the confused. real thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah. Would you be mad? Would you be like, oh, we got to sue these people? Fight Street Radio just <laughs> passed up Mark Marin. <laughs> okay, that would piss me off. Fight Street or, or yeah. Radio Street, Radio Fight Street. Yeah, Pod Save America has them on as a guest. <laughs> oh my God! Don't even. I'm gonna cry when you now that you just. But that's what I'm saying. Like so. I, I don't get this idea. I don't get why that this is this isn't in a, I mean there is no can, competition to this. There's nothing like if they can sue you. I mean, that's one of the weapons though, dude. It's like saying you can't it's like saying I mean, you can use sticks and bats and pipes, but no explosives. I mean, lawyers are just another fucking weapon, right? Yeah. Yeah. They'll fuck you. They'll fucking take they'll take you under. And they, your whole they, business. They'll run you out of business. Well, we were, I, I mean, you know, in, in one of my many wrestle chats, we were actually talking about a wrestler named Neville, who is, he's a great wrestler. Pac. He was Pac. He was, Brett's a snob. He was <laughs> Pac on the Indies. Yeah, but his name is Neville. And um, he's a wrestler who, he's excellent. I mean, he's like really one of the greats sure. out there. And he I had fire. a match on WrestleMania uh, 
two years ago, right? Uh-huh. And they put it on the opening of the show, and it's this like it's a pretty fucking good match, right? And they put it on the opening of the show, and then they released the DVD of WrestleMania, and they cut him out of it, and he wasn't getting any royalties Damn. for that DVD. So they, you know, they f- fucked him over pretty much, and he was like. And then, you know, they did, a, they took the title off of him and he just stopped liking the way he was being used. And he was like, I'm going home. I'm going home. Uh-huh. They, f- so they've frozen his contract so that he can't work anywhere else until he comes back and works the rest of the dates that were on the contract. So you Damn. say he has two years left. That's that clock isn't ticking right. down right now because he's not on TV. Right. And they're not, they won't release him. They said right, they won't right. release him. So we get into this conversation about like, you know, somebody has to sue them for this because the wrestlers are independent contractors and they like, that should mean that you can work anywhere you want. Like what kind of a contract do you sign as an independent contractor where like, like if you're you're just getting paid by the job, you're not getting paid a salary and you're not getting anything. You should be able to, you should have other contracts and leave when you're done or whatever. And somebody that was in one of the chats that has spoken to lawyers about it in the past has said that, like, they would never hold up in court. These contracts would never hold up in court. But what happens is they have so much money that they can drag out, just keep dragging out the case until the person can't afford to fight it anymore and then settle. And then, you know, the law never gets changed. And that's what I always think about when something like this 11-7 thing, like this guy didn't ever have a chance against 7-11. Yeah. Like he just, he could, he was there before they were. And maybe he wasn't there before the business. Maybe he was ripping the business off, but it's not the fucking same name. And like, why don't you I mean, it's gotta be same name. I mean, I'm just like (laughs) copying, copying. Right, right. I should be allowed to make a Jasmine princess. It's that ain't princess Jasmine. That's Jasmine princess. (laughs) Right. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. I got a Winnie the Hoot Bear. That's all I'm, that's all these are. I'm, I'm selling Winnie the Hoot Bear collectibles. Yeah. Yeah. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, that that they can they it's not even like so if i think of a court system that in my mind under anarchy you're gonna <laughs> motherfucking have arguments like it's sure. gonna be an argument a contentious and whoever wins the fucking argument wins the goddamn thing uh-huh. you know uh-huh. that's okay. it okay. none of this recesses none of this continuance Unless it's the other, like none of this continuance. This is just an argument, and whoever wins wins. So in my world, eleven seven and seven eleven go head to head. They come in a room. They talk. They're like, "This is why I think I should be eleven seven. This is why I think I should be seven eleven. And then a jury of like nine people. We can pick the juries the same way we do now. Yeah, I like a random draw. Yeah, I'm fine with the jury like that we do now. And then they can make the judgment. Boom. It's fucking done. You know? <laughs> sure. Boom. That's how you fix everything. You could appeal and re-argue again. Neville would be allowed to go to a place and he would be allowed to stand in front of that court and he would be allowed to say, I ain't, I don't want to work here anymore. I just want to quit and I want to go work somewhere else. Yeah. Please let me and be then free. They'd, they'd be like, oh, okay. Well, you know, then their argument would be like, we have a contract. And they'd be like, who gives a shit? He doesn't want to be there. I mean, you can't hold on to him. A lot like of people that. were into contracts. I hate contracts. They're Folks, stupid. I'm anti-contract. Put that in the bad takes, uh, Street Fight bad takes Facebook thread right now. Fuck contracts. They can suck it. <laughs> right. I hate them. 
So shred uh, them, shred them, boys. <laughs> shred them contract. <laughs> Especially like, what kind of a thing is it if you just rip it up? It's null and void, right? That's yeah, the that's truth, right? True. Oddly enough, this isn't the first store to lose their name in an incoming national brand on the same very street. Ugh. Pointed out reader Greg Rothman. More than a decade ago, two fried chicken places jockeyed between similar names. In what is now Medina Restaurant at 563 Coney Island Avenue, a restaurant called itself Kentucky Fried Chicken, but this greasy spoon stood a few storefronts away from a nearest Kentucky Fried Chicken, which proper which property records indicate opened in 2002. Those A's on the sign clearly look like an afterthought, Rothman said. Yeah, they were, they were added later. <laughs> you should be allowed. Why aren't you allowed? Okay. I'm just going to say this, and this is going to sound ignorant to everybody or whatever. If a man or a woman or a non-binary person moves to New York from Kentucky and they open a restaurant and that restaurant makes fried chicken, they should be allowed to call their restaurant Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) Well, I would say at this point, I mean, Kentucky Fried Chicken belongs to all of us, right? Yeah. And it's means something to everybody it's part of the lexicon and this is someone that's going out on a limb and saying this is the new kentucky fried chicken (laughs) what i've done here with my special seasonings and herbs and spices is made the new kentucky fried chicken and that's how we evolve right shorthand it's just shorthand. shorthand yeah they don't want you to think it's church's chicken no they're like no no you know Kentucky Fried Chicken, how you like it? This is the new kind. Yeah. We do it Not new. Cajun Popeye shit. No, this is we. That's how you describe it. Uh, there's a kind of chicken called Kentucky, and plus Kentucky Fried Chicken likes to go by KFC. Yeah, they're not even they're not even using that. it. Yeah, they've never wanted to be Kentucky Fried Chicken ever. They want to be just three fucking simple letters that roll off the tongue to get you into their drive-throughs because it ain't really chicken. You know, yeah, what I'm it's clones. You know that Kentucky Fried clones is what you it know is. it. Yeah. Which is, I mean, fine. I mean, it's better than, like, raising them and wasting all that time and energy and wheat. I don't... I just... I really like the idea... Oh, shit! On the, uh... The first comment on the article is a person saying, My dad opened both stores and made the names as a joke. Oh, you're not allowed to joke now? Oh, now we can have a little fun. (laughs) Oh, I guess now joking's No one can take a joke. Jeez Louise. (laughs) I mean, also, yeah, it's um, one of those things is how strong is your brand, KFC? If someone could roll up to to new Kentucky Fried Chicken and get fucking confused. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did he have the colonel in there? And were they wearing, like, the uniforms and shit? Yeah. Well, the- they might have had Sergeant Slanders. <laughs> Sergeant Flanders. Sergeant Slanders? <laughs> that was the first name I thought. You're lucky I didn't call him Terry Sanders. Terry Sanders. Terry's who was a Terry in the military. I don't know, man. I just feel like like the, the I guess the next zing coming out is like copyright thieves. You yeah. know, like we're stealing we're making a coloring book out of copyright off out of office trademark right. shit. And it's like I just feel like if there's no reasonable way somebody could be confused, and like again, I just don't think this is something the state needs to work out, maybe. This is something that two people or some sort of a moderating arm of the state can work out. But no, when I mean, I mean, it becomes a court thing. What I'm saying is when it becomes a court thing, then all of a sudden the person with the most money can win. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not a matter of settling this and being like, how can we make this work? It's just flexing your influence and power and money. Yeah. 
and I think you should be able to. I, I, I honestly, I think you should be able to steal <laughs> names from like those big chains. It's, no, I believe in no intellect. I mean, I believe <laughs> that you should be able to put out independent Captain Americas. I don't believe in intellectual property in any way. Oh my God! When you say independent, <laughs> yes, I saw it. Jeffrey uh, on Jeffrey Eminent Prof on Twitter just said Colonel Bernie Sanders. <laughs> That would be a hit. That would in New York. Hot chicken. Yeah. Do a hot chicken restaurant. Yeah, called yeah. Colonel Bernie Sanders. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, so yeah, that I I don't know. It's just this this copyright shit annoys the shit oh, it's out of me. Stupid. Man. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, because those things belong to us. Like the I I've been ta- I take pictures of minions everywhere, and I took actually today a picture of this crazy fucking Rick and Morty bong. And yeah, I just love the way that people take those things and make them our own, and like those are our characters, and we decide what their characteristics now, what they stand for. That is us. We get that, you know. Yeah, I'm a minion. I feel like a minion, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've talked about that a lot. It's like. If you don't like the Marvel movies, maybe it would be nice if you could show a little bit of American ingenuity and make your own goddamn Marvel movie. Sure. I, I see. I one time, I literally stayed up super drunk with this guy one time that was like rewrote the Matrix. Ooh, what and the fuck? He spent, told me how much time he had spent rewriting some Matrix thing. And I was like, dude, that sounds like a colossal waste of time. He's like, but I think I could fix it. And I was like, but... There's just no chance that you would ever have the opportunity or that would be. You can't really do. I mean, I yeah. can see why you would do it. Does, but I have this thing in me now and maybe it's because, you know, we're performers or whatever. But like, I really do think it would be neat to get handed some fucking franchise and be allowed to like work with somebody else's characters. But I get it. If nobody's ever going to see it, then it's kind of like one of those. Yeah, things. Yeah. Like, I mean, ah. it's a little bit of working backwards. You probably should have to get some, you probably should make people think that you would be able to handle something like that first, yeah. instead of just going full into writing like a fan rewrite of the matrix. I don't I, know. I have all I these just don't things get it. that I, that me and you, I would love for me and you to get our hands on, to get to write. Like, just, you think of some of the old, fr- like, I would love to write a GoBots movie. I would be so into writing a GoBots movie. Or, or like, a, uh, there's been things I've talked about in the past where it's just like, God, wouldn't it be so fun if they, like, gave us the Dukes of Hazard? Yeah, yeah, it would be nice. <laughs> you know? G- give me, like, uh, you gotta work fun, on it. give Brett and I He-Man. We both want a He-Man movie. Ain't nobody making a goddamn fucking He-Man movie. Why can't Brett and I make a He-Man movie and then yeah, make it. Make the fucking thing. We'll write it. We'll get you a good He-Man story. I promise. I know all about them. I'll change everything about the thing, but it'll be sweet. People She-Ra will be in there too. It'll be new He-Man. It'd be the well, yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't I don't know a lot about She-Ra lore because I was a bad boy. I was a boy, but like misogynist young man raised in a patriarchy. You know what I mean? But I I put She-Ra in that shit. Yeah. You know? I can, there'd be a shitload of Orko is really the thing. The only reason I want to make a He-Man movie is because I think Orko's the coolest looking thing. <laughs> yeah, he was he was an interesting fellow. Was so fucking mad when they switched him with a uh, when they switched him with a troll in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't I know like, why they went that route at cheaper, all. Cheaper, probably. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, uh, let's get another story in here, man. I got a I got an interesting I got an interesting one here. If I can get it to come up. 
Okay. I had never heard of this, so I really want to uh, I really wanted to post this. A few levels past the bestsellers in sci-fi romance adventure titles on Kindle Unlimited and the darkest corner of the Kindle direct publishing market. There are books that are made entirely out of garbage designed to make scammers hundreds of dollars a day. One user who called his or herself Chance Carter was one of the biggest abusers of the KDB system and more important, made over $15 per book they uploaded to the system over and over for books that contain no real content. Nice. Carter, according to the digital reader, would create large novels out of other books. The books, which were simple hack jobs written by Fiverr writers, were hundreds of pages long, and on the first page featured a recommendation to flip to the last page and get a free giveaway. KDP pays authors for both paid downloads as well as pages read, and it doesn't sense reading speed, just the highest number of pages reach. Therefore, chances readers were instantly sending him or her about $20 a read. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> the way the book stuffing con works is that scammers stuff lots of extra content into an ebook before uploading it to Kindle Unlimited, then trick readers into jumping to the end of the book. Thanks to the flaw in the Kindle platform, namely that the platform knows your location uh, in a book, but not how many pages you've actually read, the scammers can get paid for a user having read a book off of Kindle Unlimited by getting the user to jump to the last page. Damn, that is dope. <laughs> that is so smart. Wow. I've been saying this for a long time. You get, They get paid that much for reading a book on there? You want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> get some books done? Yeah, <laughs> I could do that. This sort of KDP scam is actually quite unusual. Amazon has worked to prevent scams like these from taking cash out of the KDP pool, a multi-million dollar account that is passed out to the best KDP authors. But this one was so long running and ingenious, and it's not surprising that it took so long to pull these books from the store. Interesting. Interestingly, the flip to end scam doesn't quite work on newer Kindles, but still works on older non-updated Kindles, which makes it still makes it a lucrative scam. <laughs> so they're taking just they're putting words in it's not a book. Right it's at all. Nothing. And then it says flip to the end, you got a giveaway. Then they get the money from because Kindle Unlimited you is a flat fee. So the Kindle Amazon has to pay the authors right. of the books. Right. It's not coming out of the person's, the regular people's pocket. Right, right. Holy shit. Oh, man, that's so good. That's a great way to That's make the money. thing. And then, so they'll... That's they'll, genius. They'll spend all this time, like, going after people that come up with stuff like this, like, and try to, like, bust them and stuff like that. And it's like, why don't you just hire them to, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, they get, they're perfect, great brains. Could I probably mean, figure some stuff out. This is, it's a, They beat your game, right? I mean, the, these are top-level players right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're smart. They I, look. I if they're making if they're putting things out like stealing from Amazon is hard. Number 1. It's very hard to steal from Amazon, right? Like I don't know, yeah. How would you even do it? You can't well, shoplift. You can do a lot of scamming on these return stuff. They used to they used to let you just keep shit. Like you used to just request if you requested items that were like $10 or less, they would just be like, "Don't worry, I'm sending it back." <laughs> I had it happen to me with like journals and shit. That's fucking And I knew cool. people that would keep doing it. Did you keep doing it? No, Did you I try didn't. it again? No. 
God, you're supposed to feel like you would have. Did you feel like you were like dishonest to him? Like, oh, I'm just, I don't I want to do that. I just don't, some, those, those things always end up drying up. That's why I just don't chase those things down anymore because they dry up eventually. There's, I don't know. Yeah, that's what happened here. I just like the ingenuity of people doing this and ripping off Jeff Bezos. You know, the guy is the richest guy in the world. Fuck him. That's the other thing, too. And I have done this. You can report a package lost every now and then. I've done it with Netflix, too. Netflix DVDs. You just be like, uh, this DVD is actually highly collectible. So I'm going to say this was lost. I did that with a video game, too, with Gamefly. Yeah. Yeah. There was like some $70 video game they sent me. I was like, I really want this game to have. I don't want to just rent it. I'm just going to say I lost it. Fuck. Fuck. That is, I never would think. But I mean, to you're do paying that. so much though. I mean, I've paid, you're paying for six months of service for nothing, you know? Well, that's something I've been talking about with the movie streaming services. Now, last night I wanted to watch Beverly Hills cops so bad, right? I'm in $60 a month. We got <laughs> Sling, we got Netflix, we got Hulu, and we have Amazon. <laughs> and I don't think there's... HBO. And HBO. I have five streaming services, and it wasn't on any of them. And I was like, this future sucks, man. Well, I mean, that's, you got to pay for it. And then I was like, does anybody have any suggestions for movies? And somebody suggested Red Heat. With Jim Belushi right. and fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. And I was like, that I would, sounds interesting. I want to watch it. I looked it up. All I could get was to pay for it. So now I'm starting to think maybe I'm just going to cancel some of these recurring charges just and just pay, pay for, for the, the goddamn movies. Because how much am I really going to end up spending in the end? A lot of them are two ninety nine. Well, yeah, that was the thing, too. I signed, I signed up for HBO because I wanted to rent like Wonder Woman. I wanted to rent or buy Wonder Woman and Justice League and all those movies. But then after that, I didn't really need them. And it would have been cheaper to just pay $4 to rent it <laughs> two times instead of paying $15 a month and then abandoning it, you know, after two months. Yeah. Well, somebody in here said just torrent that shit or find it on some shady virus yeah, and I porn film. Do that. So I hate no, that, man. I don't do that. I just, I'm too I, old for that shit. No, it's not even that. It's I've just, ruined so many computers. Yeah, you just my computer gets fucking killed by that stuff every time. I'm not good about doing shit no, about I don't know viruses how to anyway. Like, I thought I'm, I was slick, but like my shit always falls apart. Right, and then my you wife's get, like, "Why does this computer fucking suck?" I'm like, "It's not me, goddammit. it! <laughs> it it's is. not because I've been stealing hundred movies or hundred episodes of Robotech or something off some fucking site. Yeah, some news group. Listen to this one with no VPN. Uh, Larry in the chat said he wanted to watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. Surely that's at the the library, maybe. Yeah, but it should be on one of those five streaming services, right? Yeah. No, can't yeah. watch it on none of those. This is capitalism. This is capitalism. Oh, Jeffrey said blame the kid for the adware and stuff. And sure. It's like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. we know it's us. In the end, you know that it's us that are doing it. Well, I guess I'm the I'm going to be the tech expert this episode. My expert. My re, my recommendation of the tech expert of the show is uh, Canopy is a good one. K A N O P Y. It's the library one. It does, but it has it has the crummy shit. Okay. It has the it. They transfer the 1985 VHSs like Beverly Hills Cop, and they put that shit on on there. So I want an HD version of Beverly. Hills No, you got to watch the VHS version. <laughs> no. you want, yeah, no. I want to watch Beverly Hills Cop in high definition. No, I want to see Eddie Murphy. 
I just see I, his pores. I just don't get. Well, yeah. One time I watched Beetlejuice in Blu-ray. And Yowzers. It was not looking good. It looked Ooh. so. It looked like they were just acting in a room. It looked it like, like a fucking play. <laughs> it looked like a, they're on a model. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched The Jerk when one of the first Blu-ray that came out. I don't know why somebody, but my my girlfriend at the time, her dad bought The Jerk, and it just looked it looked like a kid's playset that they were sitting in front of. Fucking buy Transformers, dude. Yeah. This yeah. thing isn't for The Jerk. Okay. Right. It's this is for something completely different. Yeah, right. yeah, I I agree. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, I I just, I, yeah, I when I got a DVD player, all I bought was like, like action Quentin, movies, Quentin Tarantino movies. Quentin, well, I did, I did have you, the saddest part is not that I bought all the Quentin Tarantino movies; it's that they were the last ones I sold. Yeah, that and Ricky Gervais's of office. Like I was just like, oh, I don't know, man. Well, that's a good one to have because yeah. they probably charge you for that shit. Yeah, it's a good show too. See, I what I do for my content, and this is a little takes patience. I know you're an on demand guy, no, very on demand. Like I don't want to watch Beverly Hills Cop anymore. <laughs> oh, I get them from the li- I rent it from the library and then rip it. That's how I watch that stuff. That's the that's too much for me. That's, that's the a safest way to do it. You're still collecting movies. You just and digital right i you're have like a guy that's collecting movies they go away <laughs> and they charge you money for them you're right you they are fucking, fucking right. disappear and sometimes i want to see them yeah i just they like in that stuff they just are like you know like you said equilibrium they just won't let you get it anywhere sometimes and it's like but i want to fucking see it i watch equilibrium right <laughs> that's why people steal i think more people steal now out of frustration that nothing's available on the yeah. streaming service even than to just steal and the, and the prices are just unreasonable because even Redbox, like i'm even sometimes i'm like dollar 25 are you fucking kidding me i did just, even though that's like a steal i know i just i just did that with death wish i gotta go i this bruce Bruce Willis death which I need to see this movie but my wife has expressed interest I'm like oh I could watch a death wish with my wife uh-huh. <laughs> like, you don't get that very much she's not into that stuff so I thought I was thinking about I, I almost got it but I didn't two bucks but, is but a like, good price but it's now there's six it's five ninety nine yeah yeah which is completely unfucking reasonable mm, I don't know I here I'm gonna pull a brat on this one and I'm gonna disagree with that because okay. that's about what it was at Blockbuster was it by the end for I was one, paying four dollars and fifty cents per each movie four to five dollars for well, each movie well that was for three days well, how many days do you need the fucking movie for man the reason it was for three days is because you actually had to drive it there <laughs> right now you don't have to drive it anywhere you it when and you, you get, get it for two days you get it for 48 hours I, who was waiting who was buying a movie and then waiting renting a movie online and then waiting 48 hours to watch the thing nobody yeah. I submit to you nobody's doing that <laughs> okay okay oh man it's just a bummer that I can't uh you know, just very bummed. Uh, so, uh, well, let's talk about this, actually. Um, Dunkin' Donuts. I have this story about Dunkin' Donuts that I uh, that somebody posted. I think it'll get us into a good spot here. Um, so, in a Baltimore Dunkin' Donuts, this is from Baltimore TV. Uh a sign seen posted at a Dunkin' Donuts in Baltimore asked customers to report employees shouting in languages other than English. 
the general manager posted the sign that was seen Monday morning by customers, including a WBAL TV 11 news producer at the Dunkin' Donuts on 41st Street. The sign read, if you hear any of our staff shouting in a language other than English, please call 443-415-7775 immediately with the name of the employee to receive a coupon for free coffee and a pastry. The staff? Yeah. So if the staff is yelling... At, like to get things yeah, done yeah, in a yeah. different language, you can report the staff and get a free coffee and a donut. Holy shit. I can't believe I can't eat. I know that we live in a shitty world where with concentration camps, locking up kids and all that stuff. I just can't believe this happened. Like, I really can't believe that flew in 2018. <laughs> I just don't. I just you're just getting in the way of getting things done. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the way that they explained it, um, which the 11 news I team called the phone number and a man who answered said it was an old sign that he's no longer the general manager. Oh, oh, okay. Lion, lion. Don't Come lie. On. Come on. Oh, is that bad? Is that bad? <laughs> no, that's some I just old could, shit. Just got to check up on them. You know, they start talking another language. I don't know what they're saying. You know, things progress in a way one thing is normal is problematic the next day yeah in, in these days and and i didn't uh, know that I mean, that was that offensive w- that's from the old times i mean i i knew i just thought i'd surely i would t- had taken all the signs down yeah <laughs> it has this fucking phone number on it Brett, yeah. and you know people called that phone number all day every day because if you tell somebody that they can get something free for saying something yeah Six out of ten people are going to do it. <laughs> I think. People love free shit, man. You know, I, I see so. fucking grown adults at the grocery store scamming the sample people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people just love to get free things. So this yeah. was basically like, God, I, I just can't even imagine what the reason for the sign is. It's like the sign sounds purely racist. That's the only reason to have that sign, right? What is the other reason? I mean, yeah, like I said, I just, yeah, someone is afraid of things that aren't English. (laughs) Yeah, it's xenophobia. It's, um... I I don't know. It it just feels degrading. That's That's what I immediately think, is just checking up on someone like they can't be trusted, you know? Yeah. It just seems like it just seems like distrust of somebody because they speak a different language, and I mean that's how most of the, that's how a lot of food service gets done is in other languages. And I don't there's it's not cause for alarm. I mean the fucking there's all kinds of languages that get spoken at our fast food joints to make sure that you can get your shit in two right. minutes. I don't give a fucking shit. Yeah, I don't care right either. There. I don't give a fuck. You can say it rapido. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's the rest of this liars, this lion ass dude stuff. However, he did admit to putting up a similar sign. In oh, the past I love that. Saying that customers had complained about it in the past. No, I didn't do that. I did exactly that. I did that. But like that was a long time ago. You're bringing up old shit and I find that to be unacceptable. No, I wasn't responsible for this this sign here. Um just the previous sign. <laughs> what kind of a fucking person do you think I am? 
now, not back then. Right. Back then, I had, I was obviously pre. Everybody has a pre woke period. Sure, sure. <laughs> I've been problematic in my life. I'm not ashamed to say that. But now, uh, this sign is just who did it? Why didn't you pick that up? You. Oh, somebody got in trouble. Oh yeah, some some person that probably doesn't speak English got in trouble for that. And they said, "What you leave? What'd you put that sign up there for? I I can't believe this." Right? Fuck. And then the Dunkin' Donuts, you know, incorporate. That's this is the thing about small business tyrants, guys. This is the thing. They, this is a franchise, and this is some dipshit small business tyrant yeah. that put that fucking sign up, and they can just do it because they answer to nobody. Yeah, it's the micromanaging in like the worst possible way. It's those people that just control, want to control every fucking aspect of the job. Yeah. Um. So let's let's uh talk a little bit about DC, Brett, Washington DC. We're gonna be there on June thirtieth. Uh, it's eleven a.m. There's a move on dot org is doing a march of some sort. And, uh, you know, we feel like we should be there. So we're going to head to D.C. and do this thing. Meet up with us if you can. Uh, but I want to bring up a couple things that happened in D.C. this week that was really, really great. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know much about this. So the first thing was the DSA. You know Peg, right? Yes. From, love uh, her. Yeah, she's great. She's always been very nice to us. She was in our Juggalo video. She was. She's, yeah, you can watch our Juggalo video and you can see her in there talking to us from the DSA. Uh, I'll, I'll even get her, I'll get her Twitter name for you out there. She's really great. Uh, she posted on Twitter that she had gotten information from some people had heard from somebody else that the, the secretary of the DHS, the department of Homeland security, the, the agency of the government that ice is under, right. That she was going to be eating dinner at, of all places, a Mexican restaurant, a high level, a high dollar one. Sure. Like, look, people were talking, people were saying $14 tacos. I can't believe that. I would love to eat a 14. Yeah. I would taco. be into <laughs> but, it too. I, I understand. know what, what those microgreens taste like. I completely understand the outrage about it. And I understand if you don't want to eat a $14 taco, we're going to have to do some for research on those when we're there. <laughs> I'd like to have a $14 taco. I don't know. It's sounds delicious. See, yeah. No five. I would like five $14. Oh yeah. Give me a sixer. So she shows up at this restaurant to eat her dinner and about 15 people from the Metro city DSA and the, uh, IWW, the local IWW showed up. And Mike checked in the restaurant and just yelled at her. And they basically just yelled shame and, you know, what they wanted to get done. And it's this video where they did this until she had to leave. And the reason I'm bringing this up, not only because it's really fucking cool, but this is the type of thing that in 2011, when we started Street Fight, these were the types of things we wanted to happen. And it's incredible that they got that together. Like, just to me... To be able to swarm people, even if it's just 15 people, to get in the faces of the people who have direct power over this thing is the most beautiful thing in the world to me. It's yeah. the height of this is a, this is the type of activism that invigorates me. Yeah. Also, the guy that there was also the guy that scraped um, LinkedIn for all the ice people and and posted all that information and that kind of act that is that's 
real direct action. And that's the type of stuff that, you know, because there are more of us than are them. But I think that they, I think that a lot of times they know that they have more power than we do. You know, right. like that they, woman has more power than us. She makes decisions and she makes laws. And I don't care if it's not all a hundred percent her. She was up there defending the stuff on TV the day before. So I want to, I, I really big ups. Good job. I just more of this in Portland. They shut down an ice office by just occupying it outside for a few days. Yeah. And it's like, these are the types of things that make changes. If you'll remember the airport, the airport stuff like that stuff really worked and the re we're going to a move on march and like you know i fully realize that like this march is going to be sort of a historical like this is a new thing this is not america you know this right. is not my america and and that trump invented this and and it wasn't something that the previous presidents from clinton all the way to trump uh, had had put in there and I know that it's happening because it's Trump and because Democrats tend to radicalize in non-election years yeah <laughs> and um, I think that uh, I I think this is the type of stuff that's going to invigorate people and I think that getting a bunch of people together no matter if it's liberals is like we need them too and I just that so next Saturday, the 30th, there should be local marches around you too. Yeah. And we're going to be in DC and these are important. I think these are important because these are the types of things that make people like that woman is not like, can you imagine what that feels like? Do you, do you even no, understand what that I do. could feel like? No, I'm you know? trying to avoid that. <laughs> well, that's what I think. And that's what we've said. I mean, the earliest, we should do the clips you do at the beginning of the show and one of them is that there was a bar at the Ohio State House, and we thought that you should be able to do the government next to people drinking at a bar. And if you could survive that, if you could govern in a way that the people at the bar don't don't lynch mob you, you're doing then okay. you're doing a pretty goddamn good job. Yeah, yeah. And this is this what is happening now is absolutely fucking outrageous what is happening and i don't like i said I, as far as the historical perspective on it and stuff like that i'm thinking about what's happening right now yeah and i'm thinking about where all of the energy is and i think it's important i think now that there there is a mass movement this is one of those moments where we're not going to get to keep all of the people you know it's like occupy wall street right how many people that occupy wall street radicalize and then some of them stay Right. You know, and it's, it got us, it got me and you. Yeah. And some of us stay. And then the next time it happens, we go there and we get them and some of them will stay. I think we have a real shot here to like make this thing go away. The, the, the travel ban that worked because it inconvenienced people because they were at airports and nobody can make the argument that they're okay. I mean, conservatives are obviously making really bad arguments that they're okay with it, but they're also losing their friends and family right now. Yeah. And that, Hey, you know, that's important. Uh, I I've said this before. Politics is part of what makes up a person and you can't leave. The, I don't think you should leave people's. I don't think you should. There should be a, you should have to leave people's politics out of, whether you love them or not. Right. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, well, this is a good time to address this then. Uh, I just want to say, because if you're 
the first time you listened to Street Fight was uh, <laughs> two episodes ago. Sorry. <laughs> you heard uh, a pretty horrible episode, uh, which I got out of control and got too mad and stupid about, uh, you know, the definition of Nazis and all of that shit, which isn't a helpful conversation. And I do, I, you know what, actually, here's the, th- the most surprising thing. I did not get one email, DM, response, reply at all of anybody so that they were like quitting the show or that they wouldn't listen again or that I had crossed a line. And I just thought that was really cool. So no th- people were, thank you to everybody that like, I'm just glad that we have a platform because, you know, it came from a lot of frustration where I, I feel very helpless and the beginning of this year I felt was in a very bad place. And now, um, you know, we've, we've moved to the point where people are calling everything Nazis saying all this stuff. And I just want to make sure that if we're going with this narrative, that the energy matches it and that we have a response that matches it. And so if you're not out there in the streets, I just think you're a poser. Like if you're just doing Twitter, that's not enough. That's nothing. That's extra credit. But you need to be actively doing things. If you can't leave your house, you can call up your radical friends, your lib friends or ex coworkers, and let them know that there's a protest happening. Um, But so if you're going to come, you're going to call into the show and come at me with like why they're really Nazi shit. If you're not, out there doing something about it then you're just a nazi collaborator to me or doing anything <laughs> i mean you can leave i there's some people that can't get out totally understand that of course and there are things you can probably do there but we're just saying i i get what you're saying you know what i mean and like i think we had the conversation four days too early that's that's <laughs> true like it was just and it was we were this show and i want to say this i just want to say this you know periodically this show is two guys figuring things out together i guess is the best way to say it and like what we say on any given show is probably not canon i guess sometimes does that make sense to you like what we say on this show sometimes is just what's true to us at that very moment oh yeah and then tomorrow like tomorrow we're not And, and like uh yeah, Jeffrey, I'm, there's a lot of organizing work that can be done at home. I We're not saying that everybody has to put on fucking... I don't think Brett's saying that everybody needs to be out in the street waving sticks and yelling and stuff like that. If you can't get out there, if, if you... If, I've seen if you're if if you're uh, unable to leave your home, then I'm not... Or you're even... I yeah, mean, but there's some people that did the women's march and been doing self-care ever since. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I'm with you, man. I agree with that. Uh, There's lots of lazy ass people there, so it's yeah. time to time to move it. Yeah, we just want to. We, I think that like we had the conversation a few days early. I don't think either one of us were ready for it, and you know what are you gonna do? Sometimes we're assholes, and like I said, this show yeah, it's is a show not for assholes. This show's not an idea. Like this doesn't come. This comes from a place where we're trying to figure things out, and we're also just trying to entertain. And sometimes we're going to say things that are probably stupid, and sometimes we're going to say things that we probably don't mean. And like it's, we're not trying to like. Uh, we're, we're just we're working. You know. You know what I mean. We're we're trying to do the work. We're 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 figuring the world out ourselves. Let's do something. Oh, DC. Shit. 
I don't yeah. want to leave this out too. There's a second thing DC did, unice related. Uh, you guys, pa- you folks passed seventy seven. Their their ballot proposal seventy seven, which raised the tipped minimum wage to the regular minimum wage, which is fifteen dollars an hour. Good work. Woo-hoo! I didn't think it was gonna happen. I know now that every restaurateur in Washington, D.C. wants to kill our buddy Sam Knight. But yeah. <laughs> have you seen that? No. Somebody threatened to poison Sam. Like two people were saying they were going to poison him on Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he was fighting with people like crazy about this law. I've seen so many restaurants tell him like, oh, I'd like to see you come in my restaurant and stuff like that. And I'm like, damn, sorry, Sam. This I mean, they're probably, hopefully they don't recognize him or whatever. I think his picture's Jeremy Corbyn. But, sure, uh, sure. You passed it. You pa- There was a lot of money coming up against this, right? Like there was, it seemed like, to me, when we addressed it with Sam, when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, I really didn't think that thing was going to pass. I really didn't. I just felt like yeah. there was just no, it seemed like one of those things that like, they had convinced people that they weren't going to get tips anymore. They were going to be able to tell people, oh, we're going to raise our prices a whole bunch. And uh, they it didn't work. I can't yeah. believe it did. And it won by about 20% of the vote. It really won. And like, Yeah, I mean, yeah enough people there are know you know the struggle i'm sure well that's something to be real that is really a, a victory that is to be looked at because that really is when you tell somebody like oh if they raise it to 15 dollars an hour there won't be tips anymore yeah it's like nope didn't nobody say that they were just saying that well when you tell a waiter or, or a waitress or wait staff that they're not gonna get their tips anymore that'll fuck their lives up yeah, yeah some of them their lives would get better with 15 dollars an hour there are tipped employees that don't make right 20 to 30 dollars an hour but the fact is there are tipped employees that do make 30 to 20 to 30 dollars an hour yeah and uh but i think it'll just be an adjustment it's I, just i doubt the whole fucking system restaurant system collapses in dc because of it, it it's definitely not these fucking guys are throwing a tantrum they're not going to go out of business, dude. They're not going to close their fucking restaurant. They don't do that. They just cry about it. Oh, it's fifth. I have to pay my employees a living wage now. Oh, no. I might have to close my doors before the election. And then after the election, about a year after it, they're like, I was always for that minimum wage. High. I mean, I, th- I thought people should get a living wage. Right. <laughs> like, everybody forgets. I saw a lot of places... Like a lot of like farm to table places using some very dishonest tactics on that 77 thing. Like we've talked about this in the past, but a lot of those farm to table places treat the animals better than they treat the employees. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, pe- the people cost money. They're a drain on your business. <laughs> yeah. So good. They're job. the enemy of your business, of your bottom line is your employees. Yeah. I mean, when dude, when you're fighting a chamber of commerce and like all these restaurant tours and stuff like that, that's a hard one. Yeah. That's a hard one to win. Did you hear about this basketball player today? They call him Swaggy P. Mm, he dated Iggy Azalea. Maybe. I don't know. He's on. I don't know. I don't know. Nick Young is his name okay yeah uh did you so here's a story from i don't know him here's a here's a here's a story uh 
Nick Young's thrilled marijuana is becoming legal across the country, but he's already onto the next issue, Coke. Nice. <laughs> I want people to pass cocaine, the NBA star told TMZ <laughs> Sports outside it. of One Oak on Tuesday night. Everybody needs to do cocaine. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> For the record, cocaine isn't legal, isn't illegal everywhere. Did you know Blow is sort of legal in Colombia, where people can possess one gram or less. There's similar laws in Czech Republic and Uruguay. By the way, walking around with a, I don't see what's wrong with having like a little two to coke like in your pocket while you're just around town. I get tired sometimes. I'll be out. I'll be like hanging around town, and I'll be like, oh, I'm at I'm I'm at this festival in this park. I'm yeah. really getting tired. A two of coke would that would solve that problem. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit it is really like coffee it's barely anything you know it's great it's fun yeah it's great uh, for studying and there's been a real argument well yeah we don't want to talk aside from the booger sugar combo we also spoke with swaggy about lebron james swaggy p just issued a statement saying chillax he was just kidding around they bullied him into saying no because all these people are like you're a basketball player you're a role model to children and you're out here saying everybody should try cocaine and i'm like why does he have to be a role model yeah like what i mean he doesn't have to be then charles barkley say it all the time i am not a role model what about what psychonauts need a role model right (laughs) i people use a role model with their brains and shit yeah i can't believe he i I love that he's i mean it's easy sell yeah, Coke is an easy sell. I think Coke should be. I mean, legal. you don't want, I mean, you want you, to, you know, you want to put a warning label on it. You know, it will fucking make you have one nostril. Yeah, yeah, it, oh, yeah. Cocaine. There are bad things about <laughs> right. cocaine. I'm not saying it's great. Well, I am saying it it's is great. great. Actually, I mean, yeah, I I'm a once a year man. I think it's great for like a birthday present. Yeah, yeah, I, and an anniversary present. Yeah. But it should. That's why it should be out there, though, right? Like, yeah, we need it at the, publicly at the grocery store so that you can get it for your birthday. <laughs> Everybody should have it on their birthday. Uh, we have this thing in the show notes that I thought I read about kratom dads. They called us kratom dads. Is that the who did? Uh, there's a letter. You put a letter in the. Oh yes, stories. somebody wrote in. Yes. Uh, they're long time, first time, big, big old fan. Here's a gross ass op-ed arguing that bosses shouldn't try to address employee anxiety because if they're calm and relaxed, they won't work as hard. Let's yeah. It's an article. amazing article. I've already, I didn't even, I just read the headline and put it in there. Hey boss, you don't want your employees to meditate by Kathleen D Voss and Andrew C. Haffenbrack. Oh no. Mindfulness isn't the key for, man- for management. Mindfulness meditation, a Buddhism-inspired practice in which you focus your mind entirely on the current moment, has been widely embraced for its instrumental benefits, especially in the business world. Companies like Apple, Google, and Nike provide meditation rooms that encourage brief sessions during the workday. I would just go in there and take a nap every time. (laughs) Yeah. Just be in there like, ah, oh man, I got to take a 2 p.m. nap here. (laughs) Can you get some more lavender lavender incense going? (laughs) Yeah. Chief executives publicly extol its benefits, and no wonder the practical payoff of mindfulness is backed by dozens of studies linking it to job satisfaction, rational thinking, and emotional resilience. That sounds good. I might try meditating. Yeah, it clears out all the cobwebs. But on the face of it, mindfulness might seem 
might seem counterproductive in a workplace setting. Sure. A central technique of mindfulness meditation, after all, is to accept things as they are. Yet companies want their employees to be motivated. Oh, this is bad, Brett. This is... <laughs> This article's bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is going into a really bad direction. I've actually, um, I actually just was hanging out with a friend that he is, works in a big corporation and they think it's odd that they're like, well, one thing we know about you is you really value your family time and having a work life <laughs> balance. Cause everybody else is like into their careers and stuff. And he's like, and they're like, and you like to get paid. You don't like to be paid with, um, you know, trinkets and prizes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he's like Ooh. an anomaly. You're a big weirdo here, yeah. man. You uh, you don't like overtime? What yeah. the hell? You're not. Uh, you don't want to be on the softball team? <laughs> you know, I. You know, I. I just noticed you, you haven't tried any of the life hacks that we put out. You know, to to maximize your time. Not answering emails when you're not right, at work exactly. has to drive them fucking crazy. Oh yeah, and I would do that. I'd be the same way. I mean, my my work time is just whenever I'm thinking about it. But like, I didn't. I, I got into a lot of shit about my Nextel being in the car all the time. I used to just leave it in the van, plugged in and in the glove box, uh -huh. locked. And the van's locked and everything, so it wasn't like they couldn't get mad at me because somebody was going to steal it or anything like sure. that. And, I mean, if they were going to bust the windows out, I think the last thing they're going to steal is my next towel. There's a lot of other stuff back there. <laughs> but they but they used to, like, get on me about not bringing it in the house in case they needed to get a hold of me for an emergency. And that always, like, drove me nuts. And it pissed them off that I never answered it when I wasn't on the clock. So yeah, I can see I that. imagine if in a higher, like, profile job, if you did that. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want that. Uh, companies want their employees to be motivated and the very notion of motivation striving to obtain a more desirable future implies to some de some de degree of discontentment with the present which seems at odd with odds with a psychological exercise <laughs> that instills equanimity and a sense of yeah problem. people are showing up to work they're like you know we could minimize the amount of work that we have to do i think we could probably stop growing as a company and just keep doing this we could be completely content <laughs> yeah to test like, no 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 not that yeah to test this hunch we recently conducted five studies involving hundreds of people to see whether there was tension between mindfulness and motivation <laughs> this is a crazy thing to study if yeah. i think in, if i the i i can't be the, uh, this is a weird thing for well, they like, gotta this, know, some man. studies don't need to get done. Dude, but you got to know there are people that are C-suites and VPs and that are in boardrooms and stuff that got to know how the managers can control the other people. Yeah. The different tactics for controlling them. And they're like, get away from those fucking yoga rooms, dude. You do not want any of that tantric Kabbalah shit in there. <laughs> Uh, as we report in a forthcoming article in the journal Organizational Behavior and Human Decision Processes, we found strong evidence that meditation is demotivating. Now, See, I would say... What? Larry G. is right. Mindfulness leads to realization that your job is bullshit. <laughs> You're right. And that will demotivate you yeah. to do the job. It's like, oh, what am I doing here? I'm just... What am I accomplishing? What, am I, what have I done? I mean... I took Martin's reports and I cleaned them up for him and made him look how he likes. You know, <laughs> made him look how he likes. I uh, went to a meeting and I told him uh, uh, I didn't like the width of the new uh, magazine. Right? I didn't like the width of the new margins <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. 
What yeah. did I what did I do? What did I do today? What the fuck what did, did I, I just do? do today? I tried to get people to buy five hour energy drinks. Yeah. I uh and, and now they're telling us to do mindfulness and I'm kind of seeing that this whole thing is like, why doesn't everybody else just give us an extra five hours to catch up and like not always have to be maxing out? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the participants in our studies were trained in a few of the most common mindfulness meditation techniques. They were instructed by a professional meditation coach to focus on their breathing or mentally scan their bodies for physical sensations nice. being gently reminded throughout that there was no right or wrong way to do the exercise oh, yeah that see there needs to be right and wrong at work they need to be able to get you in trouble <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they do they need to be able to write you yeah. up somehow like you're doing mindfulness wrong like no one can do mindfulness wrong like god damn it we need <laughs> have to fire someone <laughs> Other participants were led through a different exercise. Some were encouraged to let their thoughts wander. Some were instructed to read the news or write about recent activities they had done. Then we gave everyone a task to do. The tasks were similar to everyday workplace jobs, editing business memos, entering text into a computer, and so on. Before embarking on the tax tasks, the participants were asked about their motivation. How much effort and time would they put into the assignment? Did they feel like doing it? Well, of course, if you think about one yeah. of these things for two, nobody wants to do it. You're like, you're like sitting over there chilling in your mind, like all by yourself. And then someone's like, hey, you want to go scan this data real quick? It's like, no. <laughs> How long is it going to take? Oh, it seems like seven hours, probably. <laughs> right. Because if I sit and let my mind wander and start thinking about stuff, it's like I'll, I'll tack on another five hours of how yeah. long it's going to take to do something. Because it just sounds like I it's like I don't want to do it. I'm going to have to get myself going. Yeah. You know, I, it's like, I had this, this clear headspace already. I got a million things to think about. I, <laughs> <laughs> right. I really have to work shit out. Yeah. But that but see, that's the thing, though, is. Because if you are just like fucking around and doing other data related absorbing information activities, it's easy to switch back into like, you know, because even the people that are living the like run and gun lifestyle, they're break. They're like they have some sort of like, you know, the skim news app that's breaking down every story to two minutes. So that way they can go in there and talk about things that are relative to everybody, have a conversation with everyone about things that are in the news. You know, yeah. that's how sports is like a big thing. Like when you live in a big local yeah. sports city, people will go off on that. Among those who have meditated, motivation levels were lower on average. Those people didn't feel as much like working on the assignments, nor did they want to spend as much I time or this. effort to complete them. More meditation. You, you introduce them to their minds. Street Fight is 100% pro-meditation pro at work. Yeah, this is going to unlock everything. We, just needed, we needed like big gigantic protest silent protest 30 minutes of, of meditation everybody does it at their desk Every, everyone's gonna walk out yeah this is meditation equals monkey wrenching yeah it's the, it's the ultimate meditation was correlated with reduced thoughts about the future and greater feelings of calm and serenity state seemingly not conducive to wanting to tackle a work project yeah they're trying to beat that out of us they don't want us to have that i want to read that like first part of that sentence again meditation was correlated with reduced thoughts about the future and greater feelings of calm and serenity followed by a sentence that says he's not good 
This, these are things yeah. we don't want you to have. It's not good. It's not conducive to a work environment. Then we track. If at- you're going to put out a new flavor of Glade plugins, you can't have people lollygagging in their minds. They no. got to be focused, laser focused. We got deadlines. <laughs> we have a seasons to keep up with. We have October coming up. We've got to get our boo-rific flavors together. <laughs> boo-rific Glade. <laughs> then we tracked everyone's actual performance on a task. Here we found that on average, having meditated neither benefited nor detracted from a participant's quality of work. Then why is it negative? Yeah, what is the matter? What's the issue here? They, yeah. they don't want to do things that are fucking pointless. Like. I'm not going to put that in my date book. That's in the future. I don't think about that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's a good way to think about things. I don't know, man. Is it going to happen today or not? (laughs) Because that's all we got, really, when you think about it. If you do, just sit down. Really sit down and think. Like, do some mindfulness. <laughs> I want you to. I, we need to do like an uh, get you into a job it. so you can do that to your. Oh bosses. yes, <laughs> like, man. I could do that. I'll show up barefoot to work with the anklet on, and get people to fucking quit their jobs with just my mind. This was bad news for proponents of meditation in the workplace. After all, previous studies have found that meditation increases mental focus, (laughs) suggesting that those in our studies who performed the mindfulness exercise should have performed better on the tasks. Their lower levels of motivation, however, seem to cancel out that benefit. This cracked me up. Uh, Missy in the chat said, employees, please be mindless. That's, That's what, what they're, they're looking asking. for, yeah. Oh <laughs> they're saying, like, your brains are getting too full of ambitious thoughts of living the life you dreamed of. We'd like a little, lot, le- lot uh, less of that, you know. The work is the only place you should have to meditate, really. Home yeah. is like, everything's cool. Yeah, man. this is my here. spot. I designed this place to be my... <laughs> favorite place to be this is where i want to be yeah i don't want to be there let yeah. me be my can i be serene can at work, I, please do you, would you mind no no no, no 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 happy places no happy places in your mind no 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 talk out loud or look into a screen so that we know you're not letting your mind expand they're gonna start playing distracting noises at work so you can't oh yeah meditate oh yeah more, like random tones and shit yeah. Ah, damn it! Like a, they'll, they'll have like a dog barking and a fucking <laughs> fire alarm tone and a like just randomly like, are you getting mindful? <laughs> a manager's gonna pick up the intercom and put a chainsaw near it. <laughs> yeah, that's the the next frontier of workplace. Uh, there, these people did a study. Yeah, they were like, "What the fuck is up with these people?" You know, this is the, what's the enemy of. What's the enemy of work, right? I don't think... This is the most depressing thing we've read on this show. Is it? It's getting that. I mean, I know we read really bad stuff, but this is like... Yeah, I mean, to me, it's as far as workplace blatant. stuff goes, as far as the workplace... I guess we'll say the workplace stuff we do on this show, this might be the worst yeah, thing Yeah, it's really naked. It's really bleak. <laughs> yeah. It really to feels say that, wrong like, to say. Yeah. Yeah, you would feel like it's uncouth, like... You know, you would only say that if you're wearing like a a goat head mask and a robe at like some <laughs> Illuminati party, right? Standing out in Bohemian Grove yes. saying like, don't let them meditate. Yeah. <laughs> we will make them mindless. <laughs> 
Mindfulness is perhaps akin to a mental nap. Napping, too, is associated with feeling calm, refreshed, and less harried. Then again, who wakes up from a nap eager to organize some files? No, I just want more nap. I do. I just like, like to continue ooh. this nap. I like that. Let's do it again. <laughs> By uh, some accounts, motivation is just as important as intelligence and personality when it comes to an individual's success and has the advantage of being largely under an individual's control. I like this idea that like you can't be motivated to do anything except for work. You know, like like a person can be a motivated person outside of yeah. like I I was motivated when I was a cable guy when motivated to do cable but I was very motivated to do sure you know like drugs or whatever right hang out hardcore yeah um so when they say an individual success too when they say that it's more important to an they just mean at work because I think you're a successful person if you're if you practice mindfulness when you're not at work you know and when you practice mindfulness I think you're I think that's successful. I think a person in 2018 that can go through their life calm and serene in the workplace is a extremely huge success to me. Yeah, oh yeah. That's <laughs> I don't way. even feel that way, and I'm my own damn boss. Right. It's hard. <laughs> that's success. We're gonna we're gonna start. We're gonna buy some books. We're gonna practice some mindfulness on. We're gonna show. buy some ebooks. Take it down to one show a week. Yeah, man, I don't know if I can even complain anymore, man. Yeah, I'm not even that bothered. <laughs> I hate this. Management theorists and organizational leaders often think about motivation in terms of financial incentives. So as part of our research, we studied whether offering a financial bonus for outstanding performance would overcome the demotivating effect of mindfulness. It didn't. So people were like, I don't fuck you and your money. Are you going to try to pay me to do something <laughs> yeah yeah i don't give a fuck about money it can't be bought i have everything inside my mind <laughs> i have access to anything i've ever wanted i can dream of riches we were so close to mushrooms in the workplace yeah almost <laughs> we were like almost on that road microdosing and now these people are like no 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 we cannot have ego death in the workplace yeah management theorists yeah, I mean they're out there. They're out there. That is, these are they're bad. Speaking at conferences. Yeah, there are lots of conferences going. There is some CEO that just read this out of the New York Times and was like, "You know, it turns out let's turn the meditation room into a uh, screaming room. I don't know what you turn it into. <laughs> uh, ant races on the TV. <laughs> Fuzzy." Just fuzz. We'll put some pinball tables in there. That one yeah, <laughs> yeah, pinball. Something noisy. <laughs> let's uh, let's put a nail salon next to it to some disorient them nasally. <laughs> All right, I think we did it, Brett. That's the show. No, my practice mindfulness at work so you can fuck your yeah, boss fuck over. your boss over. Do something mindful at work this week. Take a thirty minute mindfulness break on the, on the clock. That was from Brender, B-R-E-N-D-R underscore on Twitter. Thanks for the story. That's that's That excellent. was a good find. Yeah, I did I think that might have flew under the radar. Yeah. Fuck. That is a dis that is the most that is one of the more depressing things I've read. Like just that like somebody wrote it. Like somebody wrote that, dude. No, it's good advice. <laughs> if you want to keep your employees in line. Yeah. Keep them demoralized. Keep them mindless. All right. Do the thing, man. All right. Thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio. Thank you for watching if you're in here. Uh, to get access to the live video feed, 
you got to head over to patreon.com. Uh, we, we really want our stuff to be affordable. So for $1 a month, you get bonus shows from us, mostly Brian, to be honest. Uh, I'm really slacking on those, but I've got a couple in the works, uh, on the way for $3 a month, you get access to our digital zine. And then for $8 a month, you can have the zine sent to your house and get everything else. And as long as you're sending $5 a month our way, you can watch the live streams and get access to the feeds in there. Uh, if you want to join along while we do them, we do them at Wednesday nights, anywhere from like 1030 to 1130 Eastern time is when we get started usually. Hey, and they're fun. These the chat rooms real fun in there. Yeah. There's a lot of people in there. We weren't, I try not to, uh, put too much in there, but I mean, you had me cracking up if (laughs) Missy's fucking comment. I don't know why I didn't even see that, but it was uh, hilarious. And so if you like the show and you want to support us, we also offer um, Kratom and CBD. They're our favorite brain tonics that will uh, make you feel you know, more mindful at work. It's like the cheats. The cheat code to mindfulness is uh, Kratom and CBD. Head over to store.streetfightradio.com to check out our selection. We got an ounce of, or I'm sorry, a gram of isolate for 35 bucks. Um, we got 100 grams of Kratom for 22 so uh, if you're interested in those and you want to help fund our travel to D.C. and everywhere else we want to go to spread this mess across the U.S., head over to store.streetfightradio.com. We'll see you later this week on the call-in show this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes, we might have some guests in the studio. This really? Week. Some some buddies of ours from Cleveland. 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 614-412-5252 find us on WCRS 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270 we are Street Fight peace indigenous apocalypse decimated forest the winter of our discontents upon us desolate apostles lurking strongbow at the crossroads we are nothing but an eating mouth esophagus colossal we won't stop until we're beating down the planet into pellets before the interstellar mission to inflict more terror it's killing me it's killing me it's filling me I'm vomiting it's still in me everything is fine really silly me poor kids shot dead poor kids locked up poor kids saying this is the future that you left us stocked up lunch meat processed punch from an unclean fat cat tasty tasty poison carcinogenic diabetic asthmatic epileptic post-traumatic bipolar and disaffected atomized thinking we're engaged when we're pacified staring at the screen so we don't have to see the planet die Sleep so deep, it don't matter how they shake us If we can't face it, we can't escape it But tonight the storm's coming She's screaming, she's screaming The drones turned a beautiful boy into a pile of bones Nobody to bury, nobody is home Running from war, the boat's full, the boat's sinking a mile offshore No beds in the hospitals, our minds are against us Imagine your daughter was gunned down defenseless On her way to school, there'd be uproar But she's collateral damage, it doesn't matter Now if our kids are fine, that's enough for us You can't love into a vacuum, there's got to be a limit Welcome to the biggest crime that's ever been committed You think you and I are different, can't you caught up in specifics? You and I apart are easier to limit The illusion's so complete, it's impossible to bring it into focus Cinematic stock footage, you think people the locust uniform men keep our niche in explosives What we gonna do to wake up? We sleep so deep it don't matter how they shake us If we can't face it, we can't escape it 